What's up, everybody? This is the Betrayed, the Addicted, and the Expert. My name is Brandon, and I am the Expert. And I'm Ashlyn, and I was the Betrayed. And I'm Kobe, the Recovering Addict. What you're gonna get is three unique perspectives on recovery and tools for hope and healing. What if they, they refuse to work? They refuse to change. So your partner, your spouse, um, you're all on board in recovery. You're jumping in, um, ready to go. You know something's wrong. Um, so you're, you're, you're ready to work on yourself. You get into it. You're doing your dailies. You're doing everything that you learn on our awesome podcast. And your partner just doesn't want to do anything. What do you do, you guys? What? Well, we what did it not the right way for a long time. What do you about, I think, I think about they 14 were, years. Yeah, I think they were the Mitchells, actually. <laughs> yeah, those quotations were <laughs> actually They were the us. Right. As a couple, we didn't do anything. We just ran and hid from it. But but it is true, though. And we and I was that, I was that way for a super long time. Um, it, it obviously changed well, once, <laughs> once I realized I'm toast unless I change <laughs> and get specialized help. Then I was like all in. But, yeah, but, but the motivation wasn't there. No. And, for a while, right? I don't know what the I don't know what the the real um, cause of that is. Meaning, well, I like, think I don't want to do anything. I, I wonder with you guys a little bit if I mean, sure, you weren't motivated in your recovery. Mm-hmm. Um, you weren't jumping in, you know, all the way. But I think you guys lacked education and oh, tools absolutely. and just like guidance to get you there. Um, and and once you once you guys got that, you started to kick into gear. Your recovery started to happen, started to take place, right? Totally did. Um, but I work with couples all the time where the tools are right in front of them. The resources are there, it's available. And for one reason or another, one partner or the other does not want to do it. They hunker down and they, they kick their heels in and they yeah. say, no, um, I'm not gonna go to that therapy thing. And, and recovery isn't just going to therapy. No. But I'm not gonna change, get over it. You're the problem. And- um, I'm not gonna change, I also say it probably qualifies as I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna do the work, or I'm not broken, or I don't need anything. You I'm living in a state this, of denial. You fix it. Yeah, yeah. That's kind of what I ha- that mentality. Yes, I, I was uneducated, but I also thought this is your stuff. Yeah, that, and, and and so say more about that because in, in 2006 when we I finally had a therapist say, okay, Kobe, this is this is your issue. You got an issue with porn and masturbation. It's like, okay, so Kobe, you go to 12 step, and 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 the therapist told you like this is his issue, but it, from there on out, it was kind of like. What was your thought process? Say more about Nothing. that. Nothing. We and it. I didn't want to know about it, which is kind of weird. I don't. Go fix yourself, Kobe. Yeah. Right? Did you, you ask? Did you, did you go to twelve step? Are you going to go this week? Right. Yeah, I did do that, but I didn't even know what addiction was. I didn't know what he was dealing with. I didn't know that it was okay for me to feel angry and sad that he had betrayed me and. So I just kind of sat and did nothing. Right. I think what you just said is, is and the way you said it, Ashton, is really helpful to understand. Um, you know, the, the betrayed at times, they think, well, I don't need recovery because this is his issue and he needs to fix this so that our family's whole again and our relationship is better. But you think about it, you know, if, if you've been hurt, if somebody's done something to you and you've been hurt, just because somebody did this thing to you doesn't mean that you don't need to recover right? You've been hurt. And, and so you need to grieve, you need to learn how to come to a place of acceptance. I could go on and on and on about what the betrayed needs to work on and do. 
Um, and, and so your recovery is, is just as important for the relationship as his recovery is from, you know, from the addiction. And what I see, uh, the two sides of it, I see either the addict saying, look, uh, porn isn't a problem, acting out isn't a problem, you're just overly sensitive, you're just crazy, um, I, you know, you're the problems, I'm not going to change. I'm going to keep lying to you, I'm going to stay in denial, I'm going to stay disconnected from you, so get over it. So I see that from the, the, the addict. Yep. Um, from, the, from the betrayed, what I see is, um, is just a lot of anger, disconnection, a lack of vulnerability. So I see, I see it on both sides just as much, where the, the, uh, the addict is actually getting really healthy and loving his recovery and embracing it and doing really well. And she doesn't want him to get healthy because she doesn't want to get vulnerable with him again. And so she's stuck in her fear and her anger and her victim. So, so let me ask you a question about that because I think, I think maybe I missed this or, or I think there's a, a distinction here is, is it, is it possible that the betrayed wants to, wants this to go away, but doesn't realize that, that, um, they need to do work as well. Is that really what you're, what you're saying? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we're talking about if you want the relationship to heal, uh-huh. and this is just a fact of the matter, if you guys want your relationship to heal, then each one of you needs to heal individually first. And the relationship can't heal you individually. Mm-hmm. Um, the relationship, it, it's, it's a, a healthy relationship is a consequence of solid recovery on an individual's part. And that goes both for him and for her, right? Yeah. And so... Um, so you can't expect the relationship to come. Like if you got really, 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 really healthy, Kobe, uh-huh. and Ashlyn, you did no work at all. This is not the case, you guys. But if, if it were, um, your relationship would suck. It'd be horrible, right? Even though I was doing really well. Absolutely. Okay. That makes sense. And, uh, and, and you would be over there maybe saying, what's wrong with him? He's still not doing better. And, and trying to blame because it's scary to look at your own, your, your, your own stuff, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, I have a, believe it or not, I have so many guys that come into treatment whose wives refuse to come. And see, that was a shock to me. Uh, I mean, yeah, we, you hear, think, we hear like... You think it's just the other way around, yeah, right? Yeah, sure. And I have plenty of women to come into treatment whose husbands are at home. And, um, you know, so then what do you do, you guys? Where, where do you go from here? If, if you're in this position mm-hmm. and, and you're feeling like, gosh, I'm making progress, I want my relationship to work... Um, you know, I, I definitely want intimacy and connection and love at home, um, but this is the situation you're in. What do you do? Well, be, even be, even before what you do, I think the, kind of the thoughts that are coming through my head are: I'm in my addiction. I was sowing seeds, right? I mean, I was I was thinking things, I was doing things, and if you just look at it from a pure law of the harvest kind of a, a of principle, I was sowing seeds of addiction, and those the the fruit of those decisions and those seeds oftentimes resulted in pain and hurt for you. Yeah. Right? And, and so, so, so seeds like denial and secrecy and just betrayal, in, betrayal, infidelity. So you're sowing these, these seeds. I, and lots of your, them. Your own shame, right? Oh, man. So you were, you were creating all this stuff. Right. Right. And it led to... Ashlyn, you kind of having to reap the, the whirlwind. <laughs> 
in, in a real crap way, but in a, but but in truth, like in a very real way. Mm-hmm. And so I guess my question is, is how can that be the case where the betrayed has to reap the the I sowed the wind and you're reaping the whirlwind as the betrayed. How can you not have wounds or hurt well, or I think layers we have of, all different, all of that? There are different levels, right, of betrayal trauma. And depending on your trauma you bring into the marriage, yeah. it's going to be affected. Um, but I honestly, I took a betrayal trauma test when we first went into recovery, and I scored pretty low mm-hmm. because I was very numb and I was... Like, I shouldn't hurt. I shouldn't feel these ways. I was shooting all over myself. Right. And so when I tested, I was like, well, I don't, I guess I'm not that bad, right? Because you, you weren't real with yourself. No. Yeah. No, Which not is at all. A, a telltale sign of betrayal. <laughs> I know, right? right? <laughs> <laughs> so you actually scored really high, but you scored really low. I know. So yeah. it was really confusing to me. I was really mad that this was something that we had to spend our money on. That we had to make that happened a lot. That our conversation, own life. right? Yeah, like this mm-hmm. is going to be your life now. This is your stuff. You fix it, make it go away. So there um, was a lot of resentment. Yeah, I mean, I was watching This Is Us last night or the other day, and she's he's drinking alcohol. He's an addict, and he and she just says, "Just make it stop." Right. And like, he's like, knock "Okay, it off. I'll do it for you." And it's right. like, "Oh, no. I love this show, but no, <laughs> no." And, and I think what, like that. I think what you're I think you're articulating what I'm kind of thinking that is is. And my, this is what kind of like my case to lobby the betrayed to say, okay, this isn't yours. You didn't cause this, yeah. but you need help to heal. And that is, is there are, you're reaping the whirlwind. There's hurt and there's seeds of betrayal and of resentment and of pain that, you, that you're experiencing, whether you realize it or not. There's no way that anybody can be in a relationship like that. Absolutely. And, and have that kind of betrayal um, and, have the, and, and not have an effect that they'll need help to deal with absolutely to square away otherwise if they don't then that kind of stuff is is um is going to just going to go with them you know what i've i've seen and i'd love to do research on this but it seems like um you know the betrayed or the spouse who has a significant amount of trauma or attachment wounds um things like that long before the marriage long before the betrayal can get very stuck in the betrayal and what, what I think what that kind of illustrates is that they, they have a lot of their own work to do um, and they have a lot of their own shame and a lot of their stuff. But they, you know, if they have, if they have something to stay, stay behind, if they have something to blame of, look, he's bad, he's done this, he's wrong, then, then they don't have to go to their pain. And, and heal that pain. And that, that pain you're referring to specifically is not just from, from marriage, but prior to. Yeah, yeah. I could give you examples of, you know, of, of spouses that I work with that want to make their husband out to be a perverted monster um, and, and, and keep him in that space so that she doesn't have to look at her. And it's a really tricky thing in therapy. And I'm, you know, even saying this that sounds out tricky. loud on the podcast right here is, is, uh, is kind of interesting, but... It gets to this point with in therapy when I work with with the wives, and they're waiting for him to change and waiting for him to change, and he is, and then they don't want to do their work, where I have to have so much rapport with them, enough enough trust to be able to say, okay, now we got to look at you, we got to wow. look in the mirror here, and and sometimes they'll bail on therapy right then, sometimes they'll hang in there and say, okay, all right, like I realize I'm doing 
this stuff, and I'm causing a lot of this disconnect in our relationship now. He is trustworthy. He's been consistent. He can empathize with me. He's honest, and it's it is my own fear. And and you know when I reflect that back to them, sometimes they don't want to do the work. Sometimes it's way too scary. Did you have that? Did you have that 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 point in some degree? Yeah, in some degree. Uh, honestly, hearing you say all that is heavy. Like mm-hmm. it makes me hurt for those women. It's a tough position to, to be in. Yeah, because it sucks. And yeah. um, honestly, the the whole idea of getting rid of that person that you've blamed for all the problems in your marriage and to make it it's more of an equal thing, uh-huh. which doesn't sound fair. Right. Um, it it kind of hurt. It's like that hard pill to swallow and saying. Well, and, and I've got stuff too. But we're we are in no way, or I'm in no way saying, you know, your sin is just as big or right. No comparison. Like, there's no comparison. Yeah. It's just your stuff, um, where you struggle and where you're unhealthy. Um, that's what you can control, and that's what you can work on. And if you if if you want to stay stuck in victim, what's that? What that is showing is that you do have a lot to work on, right? Wow. So it's just your lenses, right? Your we can kind of clean off those lenses of life and see the world a little different and our spouse is different. But does that not give hope for, for the for the betrayed? Maybe this is, I mean, obviously I want to hear your experience with this too, but also Ashlyn, it's like when there's so much that you can't control with what your partner's not doing, if your partner's not doing the work, does that give you hope to change? Realizing, Once, oh wait, I can affect my own self and yes. my own change? and there's I like kind of that. a, I feel like, Brandon can answer the second half of this. Um, I feel like once you do own it and say, I'm going to do this for me, and you start to enjoy the education and learning about yourself and getting reconnected or connected for the first time and figuring out who you are. I mean, I was 35 when I was like, oh, my gosh, I know who I am. I know what I value. And it was kind of this awakening for me. Right. Uh, But Kobe was with me. Right. He was doing his own stuff, but he, I could see that he was doing his stuff. There's so many women who, and vice versa, who aren't. They're doing it alone. Right. Man, and hard. that's the hard part, I think, is when you get to, you're owning it, you're feeling good, and the other person isn't doing the work, what do you do? Well, I, I uh, in, a couple of things I want to comment about. One is what you were kind of saying is um, his addiction can actually be a catalyst for you to to really have a better life, to be totally. healthier, to, or, or it can be a detriment. It can go either way. Whether he gets into recovery or whether he doesn't, it can, it can be helpful in your life. I know that sounds a little crazy. No, I wouldn't be who I am today. I was this shy, introverted, numb person. Now you're a podcasting queen. It's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but no, but seriously, Ashley, no. you wouldn't have the connection no, you I am have, absolutely the honesty grateful. you have. Yeah. And, and so... But but the only way that that happens is you do get real with yourself and you say, okay, like I got to do my own work. Um, the other thing is um, that I was going to say we got a we got a question on our Facebook page the other day and it was something like, you know, I got into this marriage and I had no idea what I was getting myself into. Um, you know, I was I, healthy. I, I was healthy. He, obviously, he wasn't, and I found out later, and it was all this trauma, and boom, my life changed forever. And that's an interesting question um, because you can get duped into marrying somebody. Um, addicts can be very persuasive. Manipulative. Manipulative. Or and, just lie. And, and good, right? However, if you're in a relationship for long enough, 
you can, it's, it's not what they say and it's not what they do. You can feel if somebody's genuine or not. And, and chances of you staying in a, in a relationship with somebody who's not genuine, what that will take is that, is that you have your own stuff that you're working on, your own unhealthy attachment. So are you understand what I'm saying, you guys? I'm not sure I am, in truth. Uh, what I'm saying, Ashlyn, is I'm saying, you mar- Kobe, were you unhealthy when you got married? Entirely. Yeah, and so, so Ashlyn, you were too. Dang it. Right, no, right. no we, those unhealthy people attract each other, yeah, right? Yeah, you meet each other's level of yeah. healthiness. And, and, and if, if you can get duped, if you can get tricked, and, and you can't sense authenticity and genuineness, it shows that there is some level of, of attachment breakdown for you. And no, so, no, let me just answer that because in truth, yes, am I, was I healthy? And I said entirely. I was, as far as addiction is concerned, yeah, for sure. But, but in truth, there was more good in me than there wasn't. And I think, that's, I think as a rule for addicts, that's also true. There's more good in them. There's more good desire. There's more good uh, behavior. But, but that's, than, not, that's than, not what I'm saying. Isn't. The goodness is there in everybody. Yeah. And it, when you married each other, you fell in love with, some of that, right? Totally. Um, but were you healthy in terms of the relationship? Yeah, you know? no. So I want to, Ashlyn, you said something that's really important, I think. And, um, it, you know, I've been trying, and I, we need to get someone who's divorced and healthy in here. So, so we're putting out a call. Yes, yes. Because some of my healthiest clients are, are my divorced clients. Um, because they get to a point where they're moving forward in their life and they want the other person to come along with them. They want to be in love. They want to be married. But they get honest. They get courage. They have boundaries. And they get authentic. And it leads to a divorce. And, um, and, and so that, that's, it's scary to think that. And sometimes your recovery will be a detriment to your, to, to your to relationship, marriage. to your marriage. Wow. Because if the other person is digging their heels in, then if you get healthy, you're gonna, you're gonna, you're not disconnecting, and you need to understand this. You're the one saying, "I'm fighting for our relationship, and I'm fighting for love in our relationship," and it's the other person who's refusing to love, refusing to figure out how to love, that's saying, "I'm rejecting you. I'm abandoning this relationship," and oftentimes it's the person who's getting healthy who has to kind of make the final decision and say, I've got to move on because you're not going to love me anymore, right? And, and that's it's a really hard thing to do. But if you're healthy enough when you do it, you'll have serenity. You'll have peace because you'll know that you did everything that you could to fight for, for love and to fight for truth, right? So wow. does that make sense? It absolutely does. And it's, it's hard, I think, to... You know, we get that question all the time. I'm sure you do. Mm-hmm. And from both sides, what do I do? I'm doing the work and they're not. I'm feeling healthy. They're not. And it's hard. Like, you want to say one day they'll get on board, but there's there's no guarantee in any of that. Uh-uh. And, you know, I don't know. I think what leaves the other person stuck and not doing the work is fear. The fear of giving it up, right? I mean, yeah. that was super hard. Totally. And the fear of trying to connect with someone who's hurt you and betrayed you. Right, right. I think one of the other thoughts that I had on just listening to you talk, Brandon, is, you know, I I work with guys whose partners um, either don't or refuse to do any work. And the guys who are really earnestly, they're just earnestly trying and they're growing their skill set and they're showing up and they're changing 
right? And and on, on many fronts, with many skills, they're, they're they're evolving and they're changing for the better. The thing that the thing that's saddest to me is to observe how their partner is unable to recognize and appreciate the change that takes place because they're not educating themselves nor are they working on their own stuff. And they won't see that if they don't want to move forward, Yeah. right? In fact, they, that, that will be a threat to them if they don't want to move forward. It's super sad. And that, it's sad and it's frustrating. Um, but, you know, the, the thing is, is you look at your partner, and for you guys listening to this, um, they're going to they're gonna stumble and they're going to suck it up in their recovery mm-hmm. with some things. And so they might have a week where they're overly emotional or maybe there's a relapse or whatever. Um, and I, I don't want you to think, oh, well, that means they're not working their recovery and I need to divorce them. Um, allow, allow for some imperfection through the recovery process and some bumps in the road. Uh, but what you want to look for to know whether they're willing to, to, to change or not is you want to look for humility versus pride. If they're stuck in their pride or they're stuck in hopelessness, Hopelessness will keep them just shut down. They won't do anything because they're hopeless. In case of the efforts. Or pride, which comes across as blame and... Denial. Denial, anger. Resentment. um, Resentment, not being open to to new things and new experiences. And and then then they're unwilling to change. But if they're humble, they're open, um, and and they're they're, uh, diligent, like they're willing to actually do something... Then, then you got a good fighting chance going on. You know, it's interesting to hear you say this because for the longest time we had kind of the standard answer, and, and this is kind of validated that, not that we need the validation, but we would get people who would email us and say, hey, you know, what do I do? My partner's not willing to do the work. And Ashton, what's our standard response to typically the betrayed? It's like, okay, I'm like, they're not willing to do it. What do I do? Go to work, get on working on yourself. Yeah. I mean, that's mm-hmm. all you can do because control your own stuff. Yep. And, and, and that's exactly it's not the I mean, it's not the best answer, but it's... But it's really the only thing that you can do but, in a relationship is, is is work on yourself. And that's what I'm saying is like what you've just identified is exactly why we have said that. I just didn't realize why we said it, I guess, in some ways. Because you're just like, yeah, that's all you can do is work on yourself. But what you just kind of unveiled is why. Right. And and I think that's just a... I think that's a really hope... It's it's not what you want, but it's a hope-filled answer to say just work on you because there is it is a possibility to to change how you view. You can't change your environment, your circumstances, and your choices of your partner, but you can change how you view them as you get help and as you educate yourself. Right, right. I, I think that divorce is a it's a it's a decision between you and God, right? And you know, I go on and work on yourself. Well, what about the woman with five kids who? doesn't have a skill and doesn't have a job and needs the money to, you know, and she's in this relationship with this guy who refuses to change. Well, she can go work on herself all she wants, right? But then she's got all these, all these things to weigh out. You know, what is best for her children? Um, Is it best to stay in the relationship for a while longer to, do do, you know what I mean? Rather than just, just get, get healthy enough so she can hold a boundary to get divorced. That's not always the answer. Um, But she can still do this. She can still find hope and peace outside of the relationship. Um, she can still move forward in her life in so many other areas mm-hmm. if he refuses to change. Um, and, and, and if she's stuck just trying to force him to change because that she feels like that's her only avenue, then she'll be beating her head against a wall for a long time. 
And so, so working on herself means getting a support system outside of her husband, finding things that she loves outside of the relationship, finding a life and a purpose and moving forward, maybe without an intimate partner at that time, right? Does, does it, that so makes total that's sense. That's hard. It's super hard. And that takes a lot of interdependence. Yeah. Because codependence would say, I, I can't do that without them. I want to make sure that they can come with me on this on this journey, and if they're flat going to refuse, it's like you got to be interdependent enough—not independent, but interdependent—the opposite of codependence to say, "I'm going to do this myself." Yeah, just a few weeks back, I had a a woman come in and say, "My husband sat me down and said, I'm going to look at porn, I'm going to masturbate, get over it," and of course they had it out, and then she prayed and prayed about it. And God told her, you're staying in this relationship. That's what you need to do. And so she came in with me, and we were talking, and I said, okay, if, if you really feel peace about that, then how can you live a boundaried life where you feel like you're moving forward and you can have as much love in as, as possible considering what you're choosing to stay in, right? <laughs> Ashlyn's face it's right so now. sad. This episode makes me so sad. Yeah. It's hard. This is hard That's stuff. Sad. Yeah. Because you want people to have a like have a full life and it doesn't always sound like it's the the happening. But you know what's interesting? I, I want to finish this story. So he he sat her down and it doesn't always end up this way. But but what I have seen through the years of therapy is God has a way of working things out. And um, a couple months later she comes in with a huge smile on her face. And she's like, she's like, he, his heart has changed. He's different. Um, he he didn't realize how much it really has hurt me, and he like he's ready to go now. Oh, he's wow. ready to work. So, so it is possible. <laughs> yeah, it is possible. So and and you never know. It doesn't always end up that way. Yeah. Right. Um, and sometimes it takes a while where you got to be patient and you stay in a relationship that's hard, but it works out in the end some way somehow. Right. So, Brandon, this is maybe off topic a little bit. What if you're in a situation where money comes down to recovery, where um, we have money only for one of us to go get help? Oh, that's a good what question. Would you, I mean, if it were you, and you're, you don't have this issue, but if it were you, what would you do? That's a good... So who, who should get the help, the, the addict or the betrayed? Or do you figure out, like, giving up other... Th- do you sacrifice and say, we're just going to make, make, make this happen, we ask for help? You know, it's, it's funny. I think we've mentioned this before on here, but people will spend like three grand to fix their timing belt on a car or something. Yeah. But to spend three grand on their marriage is like, no, one can't do in that. Therapy yeah, in like, therapy. Yeah, therapy. It's like unfathomable. Well, it hurts. It doesn't right. hurt as much to just like, go take it to the mechanic. <laughs> sure, it's, it's like paying to do hard work, you yeah. know. Oh, man. Um, but, but what if the case were that, that they... They sacrificed everything they possibly could, and they only had enough money. Just for one. Just for one to get all the help they need. Um, there is ways around that. Um, not totally, but like listening to our podcast, um, reading good books. There's, there's so many resources out there and things that are, that are less expensive that you can supplement into your recovery. 12-step meetings are free. Um, you know, you can build some recovery capital that's that's pretty much free. Um, now, there does come down to the specialized help, which we talk about all the time. 
Uh, and maybe what you do is you talk to your, I, I love when people talk to me about that. They say, okay, this is what we can afford. How can we make this work? And I'll let them know. I'll say, you know, this is an ideal, but I can meet with you every, every three weeks right now. And we'll make, we'll, I'll check in with you and I'll give you all this stuff to do in the meantime. Um, but if that's all we can do, that's all we can do. And so I would say, I wouldn't just say, give it all to one person or the other. Okay. Um, I would try to split it out and... And be upfront with your therapist, it sounds like. For sure. I like that. Absolutely. Um, and talk openly about the money situation. I love so. it. So I guess the parting piece of, of advice and hope, where is that found in this particular situation? Yeah, is there hope? We talked about some hard things. No, just no. shut it all down. Just... just Throw, throw the talent. Just go no, home. absolutely not. No, definitely no, not. Honestly, do I see hope in that everyone's story is different and the way of recovery recovery is different and it doesn't have to be one way. And so I think there's hope in that. And we're not doing it exactly how these guys did it, but it's it's still going to work. And this uh, is working totally. for us. I, I, have, I work with people and I see people every single day. Who, who a lot of our audience, if they knew their story, would think they've been through hell and how did they get out? And, um, and they got out. And not only did they get out, um, they are happier and healthier and have more hope now than ever because they've been there, right? And so just move forward one day at a time. Be healthy today and move forward. And, and you, don't, you, you don't have to stay stuck. You won't stay stuck. Um, I, pr- I promise you that won't happen. So as, as bad as it might seem right now. Yep. So. Well, yeah. have hope because change is possible. I mean, as humans, I think we're designed to evolve and to change and, and, to, uh, and to get better. And the cool thing is, is if you're listening to this now, you're listening to it now and you're not done with this issue 20 years ago where there wasn't the kind of science and research and specialized help that there is now. So there's way more resources. There's massive amounts of support now. And just in the last five years, there's so many more resources. Go about your your due diligence and find the things that will work. I'd start first with with Googling um, a local 12-step, a local CSAT, just a support group. I'd search for podcasts like this and others and and, um, just do everything you can. Yep. And take our online courses when we come out with them. Yeah, yeah they're coming. <laughs> yeah, and That's honestly, you guys, if you would go after you finish listening to this and leave us a um, review on our podcast, we would love to hear from you. We get emails from you guys. We love it. Um, it's a way of us knowing to keep going and to keep helping you guys um, by just sharing what what we what we're doing every day. It's yeah. Um, yeah, we love you guys, and just know you're not alone. Absolutely. Not alone. You are not alone in your pain and what you're going through. Glad you're here. Keep listening and uh, make sure you share this if you've heard something here that can help because you never know who can benefit from this little podcast. Okay, guys. Peace out. See ya.